0: We had, uh, last week, we had the first four verses. I want to start with verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 13. And read a while, if you would please. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the root over you, for I have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follows, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrine. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not part of them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serves the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuous city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul as they that must give an account, that they might do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing uh, to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation. For I have written a letter unto you in a few words, knowing ye that know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. Salute all of them that have the rule over you. And all the saints, they it, really salute you. Grace be with you all. Amen. What a wonderful book. Amen. Amen. And uh, I want to continue with verse five, as I said a minute ago. And let your conversation be without customs Now, the word conversation here refers to one manner of life as he mixes with his fellow man. In other words. It's our everyday living is what the word conversation here means. It doesn't mean just the talk. It means our everyday living with the people around us. In other words, no man lives to himself in this world. Uh, So we must be careful how we live. Our manner of life, our conversation must be without covetousness. Now the word covetousness here, if you look it up in the Greek, it means love of silver. Ever born again believer is not to love, uh, without his fellow man possesses. We're not to uh, love what he possesses. Uh, he is to love the present, not what he has. In other words, uh, like an old saying that I got that says, keep your circuit hands off of what is mine. And uh, I've kept that saying for years and years, but uh, that's what the Bible's talking about here. Now we know money or silver, can be used for much good if it is used in the right direction. First Timothy six ten says, "The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows." And what it's talking about here is, it's is just like, a, and I know if you as Christians have been through it too, it. I have seen many a Christian over the years, down through other churches and, and here too, come to the place that as long as they don't have a lot of money, uh, they seem to serve the Lord and trust the Lord and everything's fine. But you let them come into a bunch of money, and all of a sudden they don't see the need to serve the Lord anymore. And what the, the Bible is talking about here, that this, uh, it says... The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after they have erred from the faith. Notice that. What causes people to quit serving the Lord, in other words, is the love of money. And, uh, now, I do know what, I know what the Bible teaches about money. Money is nothing but a medium of keeping ourselves alive, keeping our health, everything about it, we gotta use it some sort of money. There's nothing wrong with that. we got to use it. But when you start covenant, when that's all you think about, and you don't think about the Lord, you don't think about the Lord, so the life of the believer should be free from the love of money and be content with such things that you have. Now, if God bless you, be content with it. If if you're going through a hard time, the Bible says be content with it because you got to realize something. God is the keeper of us all where you don't have much money or where you have a lot of money. And by the way, I have seen a lot of people come into a lot of money and they begin to covet that money and they lose it overnight. And so God has a way and that's what he's He's talking to you about here that be careful when you come into money that you don't use it wrongly because God can take it away from you just as good as He can give it to you. And I know that's the truth. The Christian should be content with what God provides for him as a Christian. And and all other things will be added unto us if we serve the Lord. Now, turn away to Matthew 6.33. I found this verse one time several years ago and I began to uh, study that and I said, my goodness, that is a tremendous verse. Matthew chapter 6. I want you to look at verse 33 with me. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You ought to underline that word things here in this verse. And that there's three things that I want you to underline here. First, Seek the kingdom of God, number one. And His righteousness, number two. And all these things will be added unto you. Now notice something. It didn't say just seek the kingdom of God, but it says seek His righteousness also. And then all the things that you need in this world will be added unto you. And I know that that's the truth. There's there's three steps to that. Number one, get saved start serving the Lord. Then live right. And as you live right in righteousness, then everything that you need, God will add to your life to see you through it. And it's true. And I've experienced it. I know it's true. And so here's the thing I'm asking. What more could man ask for then? Now, some sins are more openly detected and shunned than others. For instance, covetousness. It's subtle. It's a subtle sin which many many Christians are guilty of. The word God uses or warns us of many times is covetous. Psalms 10 verse 3. The wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and telleth the covetous, whom the Lord abhorred. Now watch this. Luke 12 15. And Jesus said unto them. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. First Corinthians 16 Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor riot revelers, nor extortion shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now let's go to Luke chapter twelve for just a second. In Luke chapter twelve, I'm begin reading verse sixteen. Luke chapter 12. Let's begin to read in verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruit. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, So Thou hast much good laid up for many days, years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But, God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and not rich towards God. Now here's what all this is talking about. I, I do believe with all my soul, and I believe that I could go down through, through the time that I've been on this earth serving the Lord, and give you instant after instant of people that I know personally that God has blessed. And I don't mean just physically, but I mean money wise, uh, health wise, family wise, God has blessed them over and over. And then they begin, some of them will begin to covet more. And that's all they think about is more. And they want to store it up. Save, keep. Now, here's what I honestly believe. God will give you whatever you need to serve Him with as a Christian. Okay? So if God gives you something on this earth, what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to use it to serve the Lord with it. however you can do it to serve the Lord with. It. Now as long as you've got that attitude in life. God has promised you to take care of it. But it, here's the other side of that. I was reading in the book of Leviticus just uh, uh, yesterday where the, the God was telling His people, the children of Israel, He said, if you do this, I will. You do this, I will. You do this, I will. And He was talking about in the beginning there, He's talking all the things, if you'll do this, I will bless you. If you do this, I'll bless you. But then He comes down and He changes it. And he said, if you do this, I will curse you. He has. He said, all these things I will do, I will bless you. But then he said, but if you don't do those things and you start doing these things, he said, then I will curse you. That's right. He said, I will, I will, I will, on both sides. See? So there's a, there's a will of God that He will bless you, but there is a w- I will of God that He will curse you. Why? Because if you'll do what God tells you to do, He'll bless you. If you go against God, you're under His curse. Alright? Now, let's go back to the word covetous for just a minute. Jesus tells us that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. In Hebrews. Uh, James tells us. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 tells us that it is God who gives the power to get wealth. I laugh at these people that Says I'm myself made man. The baloney you are, you wouldn't have your health even to make a dime if God didn't give you the health. Right. And the job, and the money, and everything else that you're coming in. So you've got to give God the credit for it. Amen? Now watch this. If God sees fit to bless us with wealth, then we should recognize that blessing is from God. Psalm 62, verse 10 says, "...the riches increase, set not your heart upon them." Don't set your heart upon your riches. God will give you stuff. He'll bless you. But don't put your heart upon them. Don't let your heart be drawn away to just that. And a man came to me here a while back, and uh, he said, uh, Preacher, i got to make all the money I can while I'm young. I said, no you don't. There is no place in the Bible that God tells a man to make all the money he can. If he did, he'd tell you to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. He didn't do that. He said work six days a week, rest one day. So he doesn't intend for you to make all the money that you can. And here's what I'm finding, dealing with people in this day and time, and I was just talking to a, a lady on the phone. I called her and it's so crazy to me. If you've got a TV problem, you're talking to somebody in Texas to fix your TV. Yeah. That's about the dumbest thing ever in my life. Amen. Or if it's a phone or anything else. You're talking to somebody well in the summer Not I talk to this lady anyhow. him. And on I got through talking to her, I said, are you a Christian? She said, yes, I am. And we talked on a little bit. And uh, she said, would you pray for me, preacher? I'm having a real tough time in life. I said, what's your problem? She said, well, I'm having to work three jobs. I said, no, you don't. No, you don't. She said, well, yes, I do. I have to work. I said, no, you don't. That's your choice. You do not have to work three jobs yourself. You can do w- way with some things in your life. And here's what I'm learning in people's lives today. They got children problems. They got marriage problems. They got health problems. They got uh, money problems and everything comes down to the working too much. God didn't intend you to do that. Why? Because bigger house, bigger car, bigger everything than your neighbor, your uncle, your aunt, or something. It's more, more all the time. Now, now get this straight. There's not a one in this room and there's not a man alive that don't want more. Because God put that in us. If he didn't, we wouldn't do it and we'd sit down and just it. God put it in, in us to want more, to work, and to earn more. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you when that becomes your life, then you're in trouble. If that's all you're doing is working for more, the Bible says that's covetous. In Romans chapter 12, uh, in verse 11. The Bible says we're not to be slothful in business. That means then you're supposed to work. You're supposed to do everything you can uh, that you're supposed to do when it comes to work. Don't be slothful in business. Don't be lazy, in other words. Now, go with me to Proverbs for just a minute. Proverbs uh, 30. And look with me in verse 8 and 9. Proverbs 30 verse 8 and 9. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Now, I believe that God is is what, what I don't know how else to say it. Let, let's put it this way: is a common ground, not too much, not too less. If the Bible makes it very plain, you now want you to watch it. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. So God's the middle ground. Amen. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be rich to be happy in this world. And notice what it says now. Remove farm from me, fancy. And then it says, lest I be full and deny thee and say who is Lord. In other words, if you get everything you need in this life and you start piling it up, I don't need God no more. Amen? I take care of myself. You know how many people I've had to literally say that to me as a preacher? I preacher, I don't need to go to church, I don't need God, I don't have to pray. I'm fixed for life. No, you're not, you can lose it tomorrow. Yes. Now, now you you get this, verse nine gives you the answer. Lest I be fooled and deny thee and say who is are, lest I be poor and I have to steal. So God says, You don't have to do either one. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. He said, just don't be slothful in business. Be vigilant about it. Do your work. Now watch this. Jesus said in Matthew 13, verse 22, the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Now, who are we to live by? We're to live by the word of God. Amen? Now the Bible makes it very plain. We as Christians are to work an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Yet money is not to be our goal in life. Yeah. Uh, to please our Lord and to serve Him is to be our goal in life. Yeah. Then we should want no good thing. I, I can't understand it, honest before God, mm-hmm. except God is so good. And I have to tell everybody this, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. God is so good to me in my life. Yes. I went down, I, I finally... I got the Merrill Lynch guy down at the bank and he said, let me take care of your money and I'll make you some money with it. And I sat down there with him the other day and and he said, I don't understand you. I said, what are you talking about? He said, where's this money coming from? I said, I don't have no idea. And I don't. It it just keeps coming in and keeps coming in and put it in the bank. I ain't kidding you. And uh, he sat there with me. He said, look at this. He said, just me and you sitting right here talking to me on my computer, somebody has put $2,000 into your bank account. I said, I don't really understand it either, buddy, except I have served the Lord with all my heart for all these years, and now things are coming back to me and my wife and taking care of us in our old age. I can't explain that, except for God. That's the only thing that I can explain about it. He couldn't even understand it. He sat right there and he looked across the table me and he said, Beats anything i ever seen in my life? He said, If I was you, I'd go to the mailbox every day. <laughs> and uh, and he, he honestly just sat there and talked about it. Now, what I'm trying to show you is money is not to be our goal in life. But if you will serve the Lord, then everything will be alright. And I guarantee it from the Word of God. And, but if you covet money, then it becomes your God. It becomes the, in your place of God and you begin to want more and more. My older brother is an example of that. And I, I wish I, I wish that uh, I could tell the story plain enough to, to explain what I'm talking about. He as I was certain, Lord that God called me into the ministry he went on making quite a bit of money working and he'd pile it up on his bed hundred dollar bills and count them and he'd go in there and he'd count them over and over and over on the bed and, and i have been in the bedroom and uh, i go visit him i said, Why his wife said well, where's Dan? he's in the bedroom Going in there I went in there and he'd counting his hundred dollar bills and he'd count them over again count them over again Hey, now, wait a minute. He moved, he's on a lake, all right? Beautiful place, beautiful place. But the old house he built years ago is run down, floor slanted, everything in the world. He's sitting there, and all he's worried about is his money. Yeah. I told him, that when I was out there the other day, I said, don't, by the way, don't take this. <laughs> 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 but I was out there the other day, and, and I went to use his pump. I mean, the well. I want to give him a drink. Don't drink that water. He said, we we get bottled water to drink. The well ain't any good. Go get your new well. No, it costs too much. You know what he's interested in? He's interested in the money. Mm. Not the well, not the house, not his health, not everything else. And he don't realize all oh, he's interested in keeping that dollar. Mm. You know what? If God, if God gives me some money... I'm going to use it. Amen. And I mean it. If you don't do it, that's my life. I'm going to spend stuff. That's what God gives it to us for. Amen? It's, it's, to, it's, to use, it's to be used as a medium of getting what God wants us to have. But when you start coveting, then you begin to want more. Of it. you ever hear who was that, uh, uh, I can't think of, Rocky fellow, I believe it was, they asked him one time, How much more money do you want? He said, Just a little more. Think about that. My neighbor over the lake, uh, his brother came up from West Palm Beach and he said, I want to buy your house, Richard. I said, It ain't for sale. And he said, Well, I'll give you $500,000 cash for it right now. I said, It ain't for sale. So he left. What was it, about a year later, he come back. He said, do you have any offers on your house yet, Preacher? I said, no, it ain't for sale. Uh, I said, Evelyn told him, well, we had one. How much was that? 500000 No, I don't sell it for that. I'll give you $700,000. <laughs> He's the one that made the offer. Now. Amen. And his brother stood right there with him. Now, think about this for just a minute. His brother sat right there with him, and he said... He would have made your millions. How many more men have you got to make? He said, just one more. That was his attitude. Just one more. That's all. And that's covetous. Any way you look at it. He was driving a Porsche. And he had it all dirty out in my driveway. And I said, why don't you give me that Porsche? You don't need that thing nohow. He said, how much you give me for it? I said, a dollar. Yeah. No, he said i will have to pay taxes on that. <coughs> <laughs> and that's <his> <laughs> Isn't that what it said? I never forget it. All he's interested is what does money going to do to me? That's it. He ain't saved, don't know the Lord, he ain't arrested. He ain't got time. He's got to do what he's got to do to get more money. And the Lord calls that country. Heavenly Father, will you bless me to come hour? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.